You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. What up, what up? Hello, everybody. Bing is for doing, and like Bing, we're here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Revenge, Season 1, Episode 9. Suspicion. That's right. And I am suspicious of my co-host... Dorinda Barker. Hello, hello, and I am Phil Svitek. And in the booth we have Ronnie Jr. Media, making us look good and sound good. Hello. How are you, Ronnie? Good. I just heard about Emily Thorne on another ABC show, so I thought that was interesting. What what show? Uh, Well, (laughs) coincidentally, the best show that makes you laugh on ABC Happy Endings. Uh Mm -hmm. That's where I heard it. Mm -hmm. There you go. What was the joke? What was that? Oh, they just said, don't get all Emily Thorne on us. That's it. All right. Which, I mean, you guys (laughs) could transcend what that means more than I. I, I, We could. We can. Yeah, what did it really mean? Come on. It means, uh, well, in the basic sense, don't be one of those people that gets revenge. Yeah, like oh. like she's that's all she's about is getting revenge on the people who have done. My gosh, now the joke's even funnier than it already was. <laughs> right, I like see that. that, guys. So now, if you're watching Revenge, you got to go watch and see happy yeah. endings. All the ABC shows, including Dancing with the Stars, you know, and Dancing uh, with the Stars, our own <laughs> Maria. Let me Menounos. grab the book. Do it, Maria Menounos here on the cover of her Every Girl's Got to Life book. Yes. Um, that's right. Is uh, you know, uh, her book was an eight-week bestseller on the New York Times bestseller list. Hopefully, we can uh, we can extend that kind of success on Dancing with the Stars. Let's get her at least in there for eight weeks on yeah. Dancing with the Stars, an ABC show. So, but the, the way to have have that happen is you got to vote, got to text, you got to there's website options, you can call, whatever you got, you can make it happen. But you got to vote. I know she did she did really well this week. And that the critics were really liking her this week. That's right. She was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, speaking of which, um, in ret- for, let's get a few managerial things out mm-hmm. of the way before we start the episode. I know we, we all want to get into the episode. But first things first, um, please rate and comment us on iTunes. It's in return for what we do here. Um, it's really what you guys can give back. And uh, it does help us out a lot. You know, we... we we do take your feedback into consideration and, um, you know, move, move from it and hopefully become better. If you're listening to this, this is episode nine, but it's done after the fact. So we've already seen 16 episodes. We will not give any spoilers away. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. Um, but we just wanted to make sure that we did. We covered all the episodes for you guys. Um, and again, we're coming at it from the perspective as if this is episode nine um, doing Second time, but still with that knowledge. So, without further ado, right, Dorinda? Let's get into it. All right. Let's talk about Declan and Charlotte. Oh, 
Declan and Charlotte and their little blossoming love. <laughs> I, here's here's what still confuses me is okay. have they slept together? Well, I mean, I'm going to take so much criticism for that because like I know people are going to be like. How do you not know? But every time they kind of go into it, you're not quite sure. Did they? Have they? Or haven't they? I mean, he's made, he's alluded to that. Well, when he first came down, you know, he's like, you know, the uh, the upstairs ain't the most romantic spot. But, um, you know, he says, we slept together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And like, okay, well, if I think what I think that slept together means that means they had sex <laughs> exactly and then tonight i was like is this the first time that they're having yeah you know and intimate? then of course we also think um, based off of the pilot episode that that was that will be their first time yes which is which is in the future it, yes exactly so it's confusing on where they have how far they have gone into their relationship yeah to consummate it but the uh in, uh I said that I said this uh, when when Charlotte was telling her mother like, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to see uh, movies at, with my friends." I'm like, Charlotte has no friends. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. It's not nice, but I really don't think she does. Well, I mean, remember when she's come to see him, uh, Declan, at the bar? She's always been with people. She's always had okay. her friends, you know, her little rich friends. But none of them really particularly care for Declan. No, they don't. They no. certainly don't. Uh, what's up, Ronnie? We can hear you in the booth. No. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? But I mean, think about it tonight. I mean, Victoria goes to the bar mm-hmm. to talk to him, and basically she wants to buy him off. And again, it's 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 really greatly illustrated when she says, "You know, I, it, I hope you don't mind if I speak to Declan before Jack even has a chance to answer off she goes. Oh yeah, because you know cuz she has that self self entitlement. Oh yes, because you know, she can do whatever she wants. So she's going to ask you but really she's telling you. And yeah. I thought that was quite interesting. And everything she does with that little smirk and the way she says it but it's always so condescending. Mhm. And uh <laughs> I mean every person has their price. I love first off I love how she walked in on him. Yes. That was <laughs> Classic. I really like. What you called, by the way. <laughs> well, I called that because I knew. Yeah. Going into it, but you know, it was it was funny nonetheless. Even the second time viewing it. Yeah, and then so walks in, and she's basically, "How much is it going to cost?" Which, at the end of the day, for the price she gave him, that was a low ball number. Well, yeah. I mean, because what did he want originally? A hundred thousand. Yeah. And she gave she offered him twenty five thousand. So that's not saying a lot. Yeah. About if you really want this person away from your daughter. Or maybe she's doing it like twenty five thousand is a lot to this kid, so I bet he's gonna take it anyway. Yeah, but I would again I would go at it from the perspective first off, here's what it shows. Mm-hmm. Twenty five thousand like that's the that's the worth of your daughter, just twenty five thousand. Yeah. Um That's true. I maybe <laughs> that's just starting to show I don't know. I mean, do you think if it was Daniel and let's say Declan was a girl and that was Daniel, she would have offered more? Now, that's a good question. Well, we know that. She, well, she she absolutely would, but she's obviously taking different measures. I mean, just the perfect example is the thing oh, that's yeah. going on with Emily and, and, and Daniel. Well, yeah, so of course. So she and has she, to take different measures. Mm-hmm. And she went to uh, Emily today, too. Wow, Victoria was going to all the... Uh, all the people's places. Yes, to all the lovers' places. <laughs> and 
trying to cause a little havoc. No. Um, and again, I think I've said this multiple times. Declan is still young and he feels like he knows everything and he feels like an adult, but eventually it's going to come crashing down. And that's not a spoiler alert. That's just it, well, the writing's we on the wall. Yeah, it's a, it, it is. It's basically when Charlotte came and said, how much did she offer? He told her. And he's like, well, I can get a place now. I can. And he is thinking of that twenty five thousand as a lot of money, and thinking that he's set. Yeah, and set, I mean, I'm you're set not for set. What? You're not set. You're set if you're gonna maybe rent an apartment for a few years. But you know, he's young. I'm sure he'll blow it on stuff. And on top of it, to support a girl like Charlotte. $25,000 is nothing. I mean, Ashley's dress alone for for the party was 5000 Exactly. I think that would be gone in like two weeks. Yeah. I mean, hell, <laughs> our, our video equipment here costs that much. Which, exactly. which, so, again, speaking of which, you really should rate and comment this on iTunes. We just, uh, we're expanding the network here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, we we have a Studio B and we just put in a $25,000 unit. Thanks to Victoria. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, what? Victoria. No, I love that room is great. It's great. I like it. But going back to you know her offering that money and Charlotte knowing what was going to happen, and then Charlotte lying to her mom so she could get the keys back. Yeah. Because I guess her mom thought, okay, well it's over now. Yeah. And believed her and all of that. I just thought once again that was a little deceitful on Charlotte's way because I guess she knew that was going to happen. But it shows that she's got a little Victoria in her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she is Victoria Spawn. Yeah. So there has to be. She and has I, to learn from the best. I like the fact that, like, you know, uh, just such a, like a child to say, like, oh, you can't take away my phone. Actually, she can. But then the irony is, of course, she, <laughs> Victoria is not taking it for the wrong reasons. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so. I mean, and the other thing, I mean, what's the old adage of... You you try to take something away from someone, they're going to want it even more. Yeah. If she would have just let this go, there would be a good chance that it, it would fade out in its own. But now they, the two of them just want to be with each other more because they're trying to break it up. And Indeed. that's how that works. Well, uh, speaking of breakups, Conrad and Victoria's relationship has certainly taken... <laughs> it is in shambles, if that's even being nice about it. I mean, I, I, I turned to Dorinda and I said, I would love to like say lines like that, which is so <laughs> piercing and truthful. And you want to say... Masked by like a smile. Exactly. And you want to say they're ugly, but they're not because they're, they come from truth. Like yeah. his anger is like true anger, but it everything he says is like, wow. I, and it is true what you said. You, It's everything you would like to say to someone, but you can't. Yeah. He does. With an awesome smile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I find always so funny. What did he say to her when he moved Lydia out? Uh, I, I, yeah, I know what she's talking about, but I, I forget the exact I quote. Um, but I, I do like the fact that Lydia's now sort of gone um, out of that house. And do you think, she, I mean, Lydia was taking care of her, but do you think she was really poison? You know, it was always the thought of, is she going to poison Lydia? But then she never did. I don't, I don't think she th- did. I don't know. I don't think she would. I honestly thought she was taking care of her, to be honest with you. She was really taking care of her because she knew the truth about Frank. Mm-hmm. 
and the truth about her falling off a ledge. She didn't try to kill herself. That there was a fight between her and Frank, and she, I think, she feels responsible for it, and that's why she was taking care of her. I so she actually think- had some, like. So you're telling me there was an actual good side to Victoria in this? I'd like to think so. I like to think. I think not even that it was a good side, but she's protecting herself too. Yeah. Just like where I'll oh, get me the phone. She's hiding things like the phone. She wanted her phone once again. And Ashley was going to help her get it. And then Victoria walks in. It's like, no, you can't get out of bed yeah. and everything like that. Um, well, here's, here's what I will say about Victoria. Um, you know, she, she's in the early episodes. I really thought, um, you know, the, the show would take it that, that it's, Emily versus Victoria and that Victoria is like the evil stepmother. You know, she's always in the bell tower. So, you know, it takes on this uh, uh, fantastic symbolism, you know, of the evil witch, you know, always being in the bell tower. Oh, yeah. But she's also, as I get to know Victoria more and more, she is not as strong as I imagined her to be. There's these weaknesses in her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's I think that's what makes her so great because you think that she's so strong and then you see her you see the cracks. Yeah. And she's you're like, ah, she's so awful. And then you see like little weaknesses and even her taking care of Lydia. I think that's a little bit of even though it's a strong thing to do to protect herself. There's a part of her doing it out of another reason. Yeah. You know, and she is weak. I mean, her son leaves her, so she goes to Emily, even though she kind of is condescending. She it not kind of is condescending to Emily when she goes to her, but she's still going to her because she misses her son. She loves her son so much. She'll do anything to have him back. Yeah, Um, I I completely agree. And I don't know. Maybe it's me and my warped sense of. I mean, I can't really justify it, but Mm -hmm. I like Conrad better. And yeah, I know, like, <laughs> logically speaking, he is more evil than Victoria. Yeah, I think he handles himself better, Yeah, to be honest with you. He handles, I think he handles himself, I don't want to say with a little more class, but he's not, he's not letting it bother him. He's almost above it, if that makes sense. He yeah. almost seems above what's going on. Mm-hmm. And with his little remarks and his truthful remarks and, you know, we even snickered tonight on some of the things that he said. But he he does it well. He, he really, he really does. And you don't he's not breaking. There's he's, there is no break there, which, <laughs> which is interesting to see if he ever will break. And um, there was that part. Um, I'm trying to. Shoot, I was going to bring it up, but um, it, it was basically how they, you know, at the end of the day, that him, it's when she walks in um, and he's talking about, you know, that they still need each other in some regard. Yes. You know, and so mm-hmm. I love that fact that they're so evil to each other, yet at the end of the day, you know, uh, society or whatever force you want to call it is just brings them back together. Oh, well, yeah. And it's not even just society. It's the situation yeah. that they're in. And because of them framing David Clark, the two of them can't, no matter how hateful they are to each other, the two of them cannot ever really be without each other. And the two of them really have to stick together because no one can tell ever tell the truth. And they always have to have each other's back for that. Yeah. And I find that very interesting in everything that they're doing. You would think someone would want to use that as a 
as a tool, but none of them won't because they know they'll go down hard for it. Yeah, and uh, actually, um, I just remember the scene that I'm talking about. It's um, when they're confronting each other, and you know, she's saying that you were the one who um, planted the phone and all that, and he says, "No, no, I'm innocent," mm-hmm. and uh, you want to, you want make sure. Uh, for your benefit, you want to make sure that I am, in fact, innocent. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I, ironically enough that he is actually innocent, as we, as we know. Yes, as yeah, because we, we already know how Frank's died because they showed us that beforehand. But I always find that so funny that she's always the one like, da, 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 and then he has his upper hand. Have you noticed that? He always has an upper hand when she goes to him and thinking she has it. Yeah, and I think that's part of her weakness too. Because he is too. more evil. Oh yeah, that's what he always has <laughs> things. Uh, He's awesome. Speaking of evil, let's talk about um, a fun little game of ambition versus nepotism between oh, D- Daniel yes. and Tyler. Oh, that was a good one tonight. Which one's which? Obviously, I know the answer. Yeah. But I figured I'd ask anyway. <laughs> well, nepotism, of course, is Daniel. Ambition would be Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And they're both pitted against each other by, once again, Conrad. But and I, I love that. I think, you know, Con- I, I love how Conrad doesn't step in, mm-hmm. you know, because that's such a remark that he would make. Well, it's ambition versus nepotism. Let's go. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really like the challenge. I like how he's pitted the two against each other. Oh, yeah. And he's not going to help either one and wants to see how far either will go. And I think he's also, though, doing it for Daniel to see how far Daniel will go for the company yeah. and how in how far he'll go to try to beat Tyler. Yeah. And and he has that great line, too. You know, he, he reminds Daniel, you know, you've lived the lifestyle, the Grayson lifestyle mm-hmm. your whole life. So you must have an upper hand. Daniel tries to make the comeback. No, no, no. Tyler's now lived it for the summer. He should, he should equally have it. Exactly. And then that's when Tyler comes out with the his, his quote. His quote about. <laughs> um, and so they're basically being treated like executives. And uh, I like uh, you know before we talk about Nolan, let's mm-hmm. talk about because obviously Tyler's going after after Nolan, mm-hmm. which we'll get into much more later. But um, and you you say that um that. that um, Daniel wasn't really helped out, but the Takedo meeting, that was kind of set up by Conrad for Daniel, to a degree. Yeah, that meeting was set up by Conrad, but the meeting was also... A fraud. Was a fraud, and I think was a setup through Amanda, which we're, we're going to find out also, that he's being introduced, Takeda is now being introduced into the story. Yeah. And he's going to have, there's going to be a background between the two of them. So this Takeda, you think, is being set up by Conrad, but the whole time, he, I feel he's been put in there by Emily. Yeah. Just to bring this story even more diverse and to bring more into it. Yeah, and obviously it shows us um, Emily's past. And again, we're, we're going to continue to call her Emily just for the oh, sake yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, you know, and they have that history in Japan, things like that. They're training, and we didn't get too much of what it was. But obviously, through the flashbacks, by the end, she's like, I'm on the next flight. Exactly. So it has something to do definitely with her father because it came out of that box. That letter came out of the box. And everything in in that box is all about her dad. Yeah. Everything to, you know, that's her revenge box. 
Yeah. That's it, exactly what it is. And we paused on the letter. And uh, do you want to cite what the letter had? Not literally, but paraphrase. Basically, if you read this letter... Wow. It was, if you read this letter... If if you read this letter, uh, if you read this letter, go ahead and take the action. But I wish you wouldn't. Yes, exactly. Like I wish you wouldn't. But if you do, here's my number. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's here, if, basically it's saying if you want revenge, here's how to do it. Exactly. But don't do it. Exactly. And then she says when they meet at the party, as if meeting for the first time, because they make it look like they're meeting for the first time. And she starts speaking Japanese to him when she's with Daniel. Daniel's like, how do you know Japanese? Like, very goes, I learned something new about you every day. Yeah. And then they start talking. They go off to the bar to talk. And she says, I feel like I'm losing control. Yeah. And that's why he's there. That's why she called him. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, um, and what's going what, what's what's also going to be nice is um, you know in, when they have their meeting. I'm talking about Daniel, Tyler, mm-hmm. and Conrad, um, and it's announced that you know Tyler's won with with Nolan's twenty million, and Daniel basically, um, Takeda says you know he needs a little more time. What's nice is because of that connection, you know, from their perspective that Emily and Takeda had. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a big ploy in, um, if I was Daniel, like, okay, let me work Emily to try to appease him more because she obviously can. She speaks Japanese. They can get closer, and I can get that investment. So story-wise, you know, the, now Daniel has an incentive to, to use Emily and to bring in Takeda closer and closer. Exactly, because um, where he says, like, a beautiful blonde and smart and all those things, and Daniel's like, well, she's an asset now. Yeah. Not only does he have feelings for her, she's an asset. That's right. And that's the way I was I was seeing that. And uh you know, kind of going a little bit back between the um conversation of Emily and Victoria. Mm-hmm. Emily has that great line, I don't want to hurt Daniel. Which again, I don't th- is a great double meaning because I don't think she obviously she's just saying that to Victoria, but I don't think she does want to hurt Daniel and yet yeah. he's the pawn in all of this who will get ultimately hurt the most. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And that's a great prediction. I don't think her plan was never to hurt Daniel. Her plan was basically to use him for sure. You you know, he's... But by using him, he's ultimately going to be destroyed. True. True. But I don't think that she sees it that way. I don't think she went into it seeing that way. I don't think she wants to destroy him, but it's going to happen. It's de- I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, that's my. Well, we're in predictions now. Yeah, well, we can't, we'll, we'll we can't go there yet. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about Nolan and Tyler um, and the business deal that they cut, and obviously everything that goes on with that. Uh, uh, first, the stealing of of the credit card. Oh yeah, the stealing of the credit card. I just that's just awful. I because they get the phone. He gets the phone call from the credit card company. Nolan gets a phone call from the credit card company. He says, "Have you been using your card? Do you have your card on you?" And he automatically thinks that he does, and he goes into his wallet and sees that it, it's not there. Shoot shoot over to the next scene. You see Tyler and all these new duds. He buys Ashley a five thousand dollar dress. By the way, I don't think that dress looked like it was a five thousand dollar dress, but that's just me. And all this stuff, and Ashley's now so excited and so happy about this. 
And then Tyler goes back to the house, goes back to Nolan's house, and basically is trying to use his... Hey guys, fam- hey guys in the booth. It's a little bit hard for us to keep our thoughts. If you guys wouldn't mind, just keeping it down a little bit, we can kind of hear you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, like his feminine, I wouldn't say fem- manly wilds. They won't be, you know, yeah. try to get him not to prosecute or not to do anything to him. He's trying to, like, you know, use his little flirtatious ways with Nolan. Yeah. And I, I, I like how he, you know, first off, Nolan should not be doing this. We know this. Emily yes. is, she's stated that very clearly. But if you look at it from a business transaction, you know, he says, like, I gave you something. Like, why wouldn't I take your credit card? Which, you know, from that perspective, it actually does make sense. And I'm going to yeah. take some heat for that. But uh, well, that, wouldn't that make but I absolutely him... hate Tyler. I absolutely hate Tyler. So I'm just going to say <laughs> that. But wouldn't that make him a prostitute? That would make him a prostitute. Well, yeah. You know, well, that, well, that's what he was. I mean, he was a kept boy. Yeah. Before. So, yeah, well, then that makes sense. I mean, I gave you something. You now have to give me something. Yeah. And obviously, Tyler wants to continue that relationship in that oh, way. Yeah. Well, it's beneficial to him. It's beneficial to him in a lot of ways. I mean, we what we even saw tonight, that $20 million, even though the $20 million is... going to get... Exactly. (laughs) It's going to be pulled away from him. But he thinks, Tyler really thinks that he did it because of everything that he's done. And it's not. It's more of Emily and Nolan's grand scheme or more Emily's grand scheme. Emily's and Nolan's. Yeah. And again, this is where Nolan is unfortunately, this is where Nolan is showing his weakness because it's, you know, it's just doomed. It's, It's just not... I mean, you can see it. It's just not going to end well. And there's that great line that that Nolan says to Tyler, I'm smarter than the others. Yes. That you're fooling, and he's going to eat those words. Well, yeah. I mean, because as much as Nolan wants to be part of this or is part of this and thinks it's, it's so cool, and we've talked about this before in other episodes and like the Frank episode and how it, all those things – I think he it's still somewhat of a game to him. It, yeah. it, it I actually Emily said tonight this isn't a game cuz yeah. he said something about it being a game and she's like this is not a game. Hey hey. What's um, up? It does look like we have a phone call so I guess somebody wants to get in on the conversation. Uh if the rest of you want to get in on the conversation 424-256-1729 424-256-1729 for uh fans of Revenge but let's go to a call and uh, see what's happening. Hello hello. Hello, this is Kaylina. Hi, hey, Kaylina. Hey. How's it going? Hi. Good. How are you guys? We're, We're doing great. Good. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Yeah. Well, again, I like uh, Nolan's always a good jumping off point. What can I say? You girls love <laughs> Nolan. I will say that. You I, really you know do. When he said that when we started to watch the show tonight. <laughs> you did. Philip was like, what is it with you girls just loving Nolan? I was like, he's just so awesome. I still think it's because he will be your friend if you're his friend. That's one thing. He doesn't want to do anything mean to you if you're not mean to him. You know, so you have uh, an ally in him, at least. Uh, You know, albeit, again, like I say, I don't think you should trust people too much. But 
Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons. Let me ask you a question because this Dorinda, oh, go ahead. Dorinda brought this up, and I want to get your perspective on it. Did Nolan know that Ashley was coming, and that's why you know he did what he did um, at that moment to kiss Tyler? Actually, I think so. Later in reviewing the episode, um, I was noticing. I actually I've been reviewing them on the ABC Player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll won't be able to do that with the new episodes, but I wound it back and. It looked like he glanced outside before he was kind of like, hello, you know, don't I get something for this? And I, so I do think it was timed. I think he did see her, but the show did not show that to us, the audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I do strongly think that, and now that kind of makes me question before when we were talking about Mm -hmm. whether, you know, he was homosexual or bisexual or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really makes me question that because if I recall from before, I think Tyler told him that information first about, you know, possibly. Well, actually, I guess maybe Tyler didn't tell him. Nolan found out about him being a kept boy by a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nolan of, so. found that information out. Yeah. And also, I had forgotten to say at that time, well, I actually, I hadn't looked it up. I don't, again, I don't want to talk outside of episodes, but is it okay if we go back a couple of ep- episodes? Just yeah, 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 as long as it happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I later looked up, Nolan had said to Tyler, I'm about a three on the Kinsey scale myself, and I later looked that up, and that was basically a three on the Kinsey scale is equally homosexual and heterosexual oh yeah so i thought that was kind of revealing yeah yeah and i think that all goes back though to nolan just wanting to be loved so if someone's going to give him any kind of attention he'll take it i remember you saying that and i agreed wholeheartedly with that too yeah i mean i i do believe that i has a little probably a little bit to do with it because you wouldn't he wouldn't do what he does with Tyler if he wasn't attracted to him. But I also do think that he'll take it anywhere he can get it if someone's giving him any kind of attention because that's what he wants so badly is to have attention of somebody. Yes. Yeah. I agree 100% on that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just interesting. Do what uh, I had mentioned uh, just a few minutes before you had called, him still thinking that this is a game. Do you still think that he thinks this is a game? Nolan, you mean? Yes, yes. Nolan. Or Tyler. Nolan. 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 Yeah. Uh, I think he mentioned in the episode, well, actually, when he was talking to Emily, that this is a very dangerous game. Yeah. Uh, I think, oh, boy. Actually, the question that's actually been kind of rattling around in my head, I don't know if any of us can answer this, Um because are you talking about the game as far as revenge helping Emily and everything? Yes. yes. Because, okay, because I think he really wants to help her, but in reviewing some earlier episodes, he was saying to her that, well, you know, no one wants to see the Graysons fall like I do. I don't remember. It was a very complicated line that he said. But I'm kind of wondering why he never tried to, if he, being his loyalty to David Clark, I'm wondering why he himself never tried to get revenge on the Graysons. And then Emily shows up, and he's aware of her true identity, and then he's all set to help her. Um, I I guess I don't know if I want to 
I think he's playing for real. I know we're calling it a game, but I really think he is playing for real and wanting to help her. Maybe it's because of that wanting to do things, keeping things legal is maybe why maybe he never thought he could take the Graysons down himself. But I'm always wondering if he, you know, wants to see well, them pay for what they did to David Clark, but why did he never do anything until Emily came on the Well, here, here's what I think. I mean, based off of seeing the letter tonight, um, you know, the letter at the end that Emily had, from her yeah, father. I, saw I think that too, yeah. I think I think he was taught by David Clark um and you know rather than get revenge on them the best revenge uh could have been like you know what just be go off and be successful and live a happy life and just move on. Mm-hmm. You know, Whereas uh, you Emily know, chose that's a another good point. path. I think you're right. So yeah. yeah. And then she jumps into the picture and things just change. Yeah. Cuz I don't think he was waiting for her to get out of mm. juvie or anything i mean waiting for her to give her money but i don't think he was waiting for her to get out and to for her to go about her revenge i don't think that was his thing i think yeah i don't think he was waiting for her either um I, yeah I, I i don't think he was waiting for her either i think you're right <laughs> it's just a. I guess maybe he wanted to kind of be along for the ride maybe yeah, that might make sense. Yeah, I think I think it's exciting for him. But um, I'm going to go back to the point that you guys, you know, keep harping on, which you know, uh, the more we talk about it, the more I believe it is that he just wants a friend. Yeah. And uh, to yeah. segue nicely, um, I want let's move on to Amanda because she, out of all of them, I mean, as much as Tyler, or I'm sorry, not Tyler, as much as Nolan wants a friend, it's really um, Amanda who just yearns for some sort of um, solidity in her life. Is that the right word? What do you, what do people usually say? Uh, Foundation, security, maybe? security, security, that's security. It. Yeah, yeah, she definitely wants that, and I think that that's why she's staying. I think she's just tired of roaming and doing. I mean, she was out of money, first of all. That's why she was stripping, and she was giving a nice chunk of change. Now she's back. Emily gave her a lot of money to leave again, and she would normally leave but i think now she wants to set up roots yeah she, i mean she yeah um, and i think she agrees with emily that jack is such a terrific person oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and uh you know she's amanda is now finding that out you know keeping the identities you know <laughs> the current Emily, the current Amanda, Amanda's finding out for himself that what all those stories Emily told her, well, you know, when they were both in juvie about Jack Porter is true. Oh, yeah. She's finding that out now for herself, too. And even though they didn't, he didn't know who she was, he was attracted to her from the beginning, too, I think. Oh, yeah, because she was going by Kara up until, like, the last five minutes of the show, so... Um, the only yes. people that really knew who she really was was Nolan and Emily. So then when she came... And even Nolan didn't yeah. initially. No, 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 not at all. But so. yeah, I just think what is so funny is she really does look at that guy. Who doesn't want to be with Jack Porter? He's a stand-up guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Very good guy. Yeah, good guy. He's handsome. Has a boat named Amanda. Hey, who? why not? Yeah. <laughs> So sweet, <laughs> and and I think uh, like her. Um, sorry that we're getting. Are you getting some feedback on your your end? I'm actually tonight's a really clean line, so uh, I'm fine. Right. Maybe just a little bit of 
static, but that's okay. all. Sorry, there was like a moment that we were picking it up. But um, uh, I think Jack, like Amanda, you know, has felt a lot of these people just feel lonely. Yeah. The yeah. more I think about it, they, they, you know, they have no sense of anybody else. I mean, Jack, what does he really have? He has, a, as you guys said, he has a boat, he has a bar. He's yeah, taking Sammy. care of Declan, who thinks like he's the man, but he's really not. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, from when you were gonna, can I mention that um, from from the one of the other episodes that we talked since you'd mentioned about Declan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more about your impressions of him, what you were saying, and uh, I was just rethinking that when I was watching. I do agree that Declan is young and naive. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. he's just trying to be a good guy, but try but goes about it the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. But uh, and it comes off really, really badly. But I, I, I was thinking, thinking about that more. You know, taking into account what you said. Yes. But he's definitely young and naive, and thinks he knows it all, and he really doesn't. I agree with you there. <laughs> that well, is I'm true. Glad, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so Jack feels lonely like the rest of them, and uh, so when you know, he he obviously liked. I'm going to call her Car for one moment, yeah. And then when she reveals that she's Amanda, you know, open the it heavens. Was like, oh yeah, there was like this light that just shot out of him because he's been waiting for her for all these years. He has been waiting for his Amanda to come back. Yeah. And oh yeah. And that's what he got at that moment. He got what he thinks is his Amanda. And and he also got his, basically his fulfillment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like his, um, I, 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 I don't know whether right words or whatever, I'm sure he wouldn't either. But again, like it's it just, you know, I'm sure people have told him like move on, things like that. It's not worth waiting for her. She's never, she's not going to be the same, Don't you know? And now he's basically finally proved people wrong in some sense. Oh, yeah, his torch for her never, ever left. Like, it burned bright, and he, he got what he want. He wanted. He got. He his... even named his boat after her. Well, yeah, I think that was one of the first things that Amanda saw. It was like, oh, look at that. He even named a boat after her. I want this guy. This guy is pretty awesome. Yeah. If he's going to name a boat after me. And see, see... Yeah. And uh, you know how he, he was very endearing on the on the boat ride. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the boat will always be here for you, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I will too. Oh yeah, even before he before she said, "I'm Amanda." Yeah, but what I like what I like about this is that you know um, Emily. I'm sorry, not Emily. Um, Amanda is out of control, and and it does put a thorn into Emily's plans. Well, yes, it does. Pun intended. <laughs> a big, yes. yes. <laughs> and it's also, I think, the fact that she is staying, it is not sitting well with Emily at all. But there's nothing she can do because she can't get rid of her. You know, she needs her. Yeah. She, and money no used to buy what. her out. Remember, because she has that line when she says, you know, uh, I'm in as long as this check doesn't bounce. Yes. So, you know. Uh, oh, Yeah. So I think in this time, finally, the money didn't buy her out. Yeah, she want, there was mo- t- what she wanted, money could not buy. And she's getting what she wanted. And I also think that she wants to be near Emily. Yeah, She wants to be, because I really do think that she loves that girl f- from watching the flashbacks tonight. they really She really thinks that they really do care about each other. 
Yeah. Yeah, she thinks she really thinks that they're friends. Yeah. I was seeing that too. Yeah. So she wants kind of a sister, which she's always, I think she's mentioned uh, her, uh, I don't know if that, I, well, you know, even if she didn't mention it as of these episodes, you get the impression she she's always the yeah. sister that she never had. Yeah, of course. A sister that she never had and uh, maybe the boyfriend that she never had. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, she's never, I'm sure she's never had that kind of love from anybody. Um, and, you know, she thinks what she has with Emily is genuine. And now she knows what she has with Jack is certainly genuine. So um, I think you're absolutely right in that that regard. And uh, I think, uh, I mean, there's not too much more to say about that, except that obviously it just foils Emily's plans. Oh, well, yeah. And that huge... goes into her losing control. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, you can just tell by their handshake. Like, good to see you again, Amanda. And Amanda's excited, and Emily's like, "Oh, this is just not good." Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing about that that's going to end well. Yeah, I have to say, I admire how much good control Emily has when things go wrong, <laughs> because I know that inward, inwardly she's really, really upset. But it's amazing how she maintains her composure. Mm -hmm. on the outside because i know when things have gone wrong in my life it's not been easy to stay contained yeah yeah and i think that has a lot to do with takeda and what we're probably going to see in the future I oh think, yeah um well, he you know him being a you know teaching her because i think that's what we're going to see but i know they know each other and he said revenge is a stormy where is it a stony path revenge is a stony path, path. yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a storm. It's a stormy nest. Yeah. Revenge is a stormy nest. And, you know, I feel like when they talk, she has control. Yeah. And I feel like he's the one who taught her control. That's right. Yeah. I, he probably well, did. On that note, um, why don't we head into a commercial and then Dorinda's going to do some news and gossip. By the way, thank you once thank again you for again, calling Claire. in. We, we always appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. Any thank you for taking my call. No, no, oh, of no course. Worries. I think Ronnie's got you on speed dial over there. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and we, right. appreciate, we appreciate you tweeting also, Kaylina. We know you do that a lot, so we appreciate the support. Go on our iTunes page as well and uh, comment and rate. You know, oh, you I'm know sure the she deal. Has. Now, now it's just telling your friends, you know. And she's I'm sure, family. I'm sure you. I'm sure you are. So uh, yeah. you know, you're you're a, a true exemplary fan, and we love that. So, Kaylina, remind us where you're calling from. Oh, tell, tell you where I'm calling from? Yeah, remind me. Oh, dear. Ronnie, Ronnie wants to send you a gift basket, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm too much. We'll go to commercial, okay, but thank well, you again, well, Kaylina. Um, I, I guess I can tell you, but my friends make fun of me a lot. I have to warn you, I am a major night owl. I am calling from Ohio, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm up very late for my time zone. Uh, well, Shall we... I tell you, or will that time stamp your program? That, that's fine. No, no we, that's we definitely fine. appreciate it. You know, I know we do this late, and so, again, um, okay, It's a little after 3 a.m. my time right now, and I'm calling from Ohio. Wow. <laughs> we appreciate you. Are you. night owl. All right. Well, thank you so much. And on that note, Ronnie, let's go to commercial. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. 
Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. All right, Dorinda, what do you got for us this week? I don't have that much, but I do know... Um, one of my favorite actors, Roger Bart, is going to be on Revenge, and he is actually also going to be on Grimm, playing uh, the Bigfoot, which I think is hysterical because I love. <laughs> I, if you've ever watched Grimm, it's all about Brother Grimm's tales and all these people. So he, Roger Bart, will be joining the cast. He will be playing Mason Treadmill, and he will be um, an author. So I think that's going to be great, and it's going to add a new, great new addition to Revenge and right. stuff like that. Very cool. Um, and then I think we said this last week. Unfortunately, I think the hiatus is extended until April 18th, mm-hmm. um, which is sad to hear. I hope it's not for bad reasons. Well, no, I just think that, um, Mike, I know that we had talked about this before in other episodes uh, in News and Gossip. Mike Kelly, the way they do the show, they're always only three episodes out from what the audience even sees. So in doing a show like that, it's really it's time consuming and it just takes a lot. Like normally for um, a series, especially a network series, it's 24 to 26 episodes. They're only doing 22 episodes. Well, it's it, it's becoming kind of the norm. It's usually twi- it's usually around. I would say for networks, it's between twenty and twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, rarely do you get twenty-five. I mean, it used to be. I know it used yeah. to be like twenty-six, but now rarely do you get that. It's usually twenty-two. Yeah, so. they did. That was the one thing they said they were shortening it up as compared to others because it's just so hard to do. Yeah. Which isn't. I mean, it's such a great show. I mean, even how they you know talked about doing the pilot. Yeah. When they did the pilot, now that they're going to be doing episode 15, they actually have to match episode 15 to the pilot. They didn't shoot it together. They're not. Yeah, they're not going to be shooting it together. So, and that's really hard to do. Something to look forward to. Uh, so speaking of looking forward to stuff, um, why don't we get to predictions, right? You don't have anything else for news and gossip? No. All right. Not a lot now, this week. you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So episode 10, what do we expect to see? Um, I actually think, especially with Ashley tonight, who we actually didn't talk a lot about tonight, we're going to see her and her start of her transformation because there's something boiling underneath that because she definitely wants to be part of She's the ambitious one versus nepotism? Yes, she is definitely ambitious versus nepotism, and she's going to find her anyway that she can to be part of this Grayson Thorn 
you know, lifestyle. That's what she wants. I personally think um, if yeah, I and you're handing that in less than a summer. Like, come on, that's that's what I, that's what really it's angers me about Ashley. Hard. It's a work ethic, people. Work ethic. <laughs> or just frame someone. Well, you could do that too. I definitely I see her going behind Amanda's back. To be honest, they're supposed to be friends. But I definitely think she's going to do anything that she can. And I think she will sell Amanda down the road if that's what it uh, – not Amanda. Sorry, Emily, Emily. Down the road if that's what it's going to take. Uh, absolutely. Um, but again, she's just she's just like Declan. She's just young and naive. Like, give me, give me, give me. No, like, okay, I know you were hired as a party event planner. But you know what? You're going to – that's it. You want to get in, you want to ingratiate yourself to the Graysons? Yeah, do the sh- quote the shit work. Exactly. Sorry, that's how you get that's how you get into the circle. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. But here's here's also I'm gonna I'm gonna preach this lesson right now uh, before we head out. It's the fact that you know what? Even in Hollywood, even the stories you've heard of the biggest assholes in the world, and there are a lot of them. I mean, I'm not gonna name who, yeah. but, um, but there are a lot of them. And even those people at the end of the day. They see someone busting their balls who they've been mean to. You know what? They always kind of consider, you know what? That guy deserves something at the end of the road for this. Well, yeah. And and once again, I I mean, I know from being here for a while, and you know it too, being in the business that we're in, if you work hard, people will respect that at the end of the day. Even if it takes you a little longer to get where you have to go, it's all Even if you take shit from the biggest asshole in the world, that asshole will still look at you and be like, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, because you know what? You shut up and did the work. We're so off predictions. I know. <laughs> Ronnie, how have you gotten? We got we got we really the life lessons and all exactly. that. But uh, I know it's it's tough to predict because um, you know we we didn't we watched it on iTunes, so we don't get the previews. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot will happen. That this wraps up all the missed episodes that we missed. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, so continue listening on to the to the next few, and we'll be back. I guess April eighteenth. April eighteenth, we'll be back with a new episode, which is I'm so excited about. I know, and we'll be back in full force. You'll have me, you'll have Dorinda, you'll have Kim La Yingling, you'll have Gabrielle Shutter, Catherine Tulich, mm-hmm. and maybe some others. Not always. Who knows? We'll try to keep consistent for the full panel. Um, Probably some guest stars. We're working on a few guest stars, yes. Yes, and that will be... I can't wait for that. I, think I can't wait. Fun. We have a big meeting this Saturday on how to get more guests because um, i got to teach these guys. But we will. <laughs> we're we're going to get more guests. And, um, you know, now that the... Again, the facility's growing, so uh, we want to wait for that. But thank you guys for making everything happen. You guys are the real deal. Holy field. Thank you, Ryan. Let's get us out of here. Thank you. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you, you later. later. Follow at Lula Cherry Films Yay, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> But no. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 